Um, what are some other unique aspects about investing in the space that maybe are not uh, apparent to other people who are just getting started or interested in investing that you could point out, like maybe nuances or counterintuitive insights? Yeah, um, I, I think one thing that's really important is that if you're trying to sell to physicians or you're trying to make it attractive, whatever you're producing, so very often we see innovations that make sense, like, wow, why wouldn't you do this? This is awesome. Well, you have to understand how the physician gets uh, reimbursed, how this fits into his or her practice, and uh, whether it makes sense for them to deploy that new technology. So if you are selling uh, to physicians or you are trying to get them to invest, it is um, it, it's of, of utmost importance to show them that you understand the reimbursement scenario, that you understand the workflow for their practice, how it works into their marketing, and, and all those things that play with that. So for our startups, that's very often the case. You, you need to understand that. And then you have a sale. And, and, and actually, one of the, the most amazing things about uh, selling this space is, uh, both from an investment point of view and also for physicians, is for a physician to invest in something, and I have a good friend who's done that, um, produced a device that creates real cash revenues for the practice. At the same time, got the physicians on board as advisors to that company. So there are some intricacies that you have to be aware of on how to set this up so you don't fall, uh, um, you know, run afoul of, uh, of some laws. Uh, but it can be done in a, in a legal way. And all I'm saying is that when you're convincing someone that is literally using your device and that, become, that person becomes your investor and then uh, sees the, the rewards from this device, then this person becomes an ambassador for your brand. And so uh, I'm, I'm in, a, in a deal right now where I'm advising and that's a friend of mine and I've invested in this deal and, and, and it's an add-on for a med spa or a cosmetic uh, type of setting and it's going to make money for... Uh, the, the clinic or for, for the doctor's office, at the same time, it's also a great op opportunity to invest, and, and that's why I have invested. So it's, it's an interesting setup, but I think that mindset should be in your mind, because just because you have some whiz-bang technology, that's really a trap. You, if you can relate to the physician of how it fills into the fits into practice, that's when you're going to start getting some, uh, some good results. Right. Great. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I think uh, Shane has also talked with me about that before at Healthy U. Some of their biggest ambassadors were doctors who came in and maybe put in $25,000, and then they would tell 10 of their friends about it, and one of those friends might put in half a million or a million dollars. And so that was a big momentum mover for them. And I see lots of people say, oh, I want to go to the family office world now. We need to have our minimums be a million dollars or $5 million, but you lose that effect, and then you also lose the investors. I know some that are worth $700 million and they'll start with $100,000 and see how they're treated. And then they'll put in half a million or they have the ability to write three to $5 million checks, but they might not always want to start there depending on how young the team is and the track record. So that's come up a few times. Any other insights the panelists would like to share in the space? Yeah, Reggie. What I found, uh, what I found uh, 25 years ago when I first started is when we'd hire a physician, uh, we would just hire the best clinical doctor we could find. Over the past quarter century, it's not about that. You have to find someone with a personality, someone who can market themselves not only to their patients but to their colleagues, and uh, it's, it's really vital for that to be seen. Uh, there's just so much competition in, in almost every aspect of medicine nowadays. People don't really look at that, and it's important to understand who your rainmakers are in a practice. Um, the, the best doctor may not be the best clinical doctor, but he may be the best 
rainmaker for the practice. So it's important to know that. Obviously, you want the best clinical physicians. That's important, uh, but completely different from what we did a quarter century ago. Yeah, Eric. Well, talking about, talking about that specifically, I, I, I know physicians who've sold their practice three different times at this point. And so the whole model is private equity comes in, you get your earn out, productivity goes down, it falls apart, the doctors reconstitute the entity, whatever that thing is. And so we're actually going, coming up into that kind of cycle in the next two to three years in some of these specialty clinics on the, on the medical side. And so your ability to figure out the docs who got paid out in the past and maybe reforming, going out into private practice again on their own, you can get in on the ground floor with a group that now has experience of building it back up to look to sell it again to a whole new crop of PE firms in, in seven to 10 years from now. So there is, there's going to be future opportunity with physicians who've already done this early in their career and now they're in mid-career. So just keep your eyes open for some of that.